hand tools is brought to you by EXO Auto Works. EXO Auto Works is Colorado Springs home of the $40 synthetic blend oil change. Call now, 719-375-3232 or visit exoautoworks.com to make your appointment. Enharmonic Studios. Enharmonic Studios is a hybrid digital analog facility designed to be quality and affordable to anyone who wants to make history. Call today, 719-963-2020 or go to facebook.com slash enharmonicstudios. Trevor's Beard is brought to you by The Beard Struggle. The Beard Struggle is my go-to for beard hygiene and styling products. So you should click the link below and use the code TLANE15, that's TLANE15, for 15% off your order. The Toolbar, our new line of handmade soap produced in partnership with Crafts by Carolyn Lane, available on Etsy. This soap packs a punch of manly scent, like oak and fig, fresh-cut lumber, cedar, and more masculine fragrances being developed all the time. With a soft touch of natural oils to cleanse and moisturize, use the link below to buy the toolbar now. Once you try it, you'll never want to wash with anything else. It seems of all the countries in Europe affected, Italy has been hit the hardest. Commenting on the state of the country now is Prime Minister of Italy, Marcello Boyardi. Per ringraziare il presidente Mario Draghi per il suo impegno straordinario al servizio dell'Europa e per formulare alla presidente entrante Christine Lagarde i migliori auguri ed esprimerle grande fiducia per l'incarico che si appresta a svolgere. The Prime Minister's penis could not be reached for comment. From EXO Auto Works. Streaming all over the world. It's your weekly dose of toxic masculinity. With Eric Madrid. Because if too many people are just running around with their dicks out, it's called the Harambe variant. And Trevor Lane. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> of Karen. <laughs> it's mad. You make me laugh, Trevor. Thank you. <laughs> I love that your whole segment on the intro is all bleeped out. It's very yeah. fitting. <laughs> very fitting. <laughs> Welcome to from uh, the shop at EXO Auto Works. It's another Thrills and Spills Adventure Time with Man Tools. That's right. And we have a special guest tonight. And by special, I don't mean a kid in a helmet. No. No, not but, at all. Uh, let me, I'm going to turn his mic on so everyone can hear him. We put him in limbo. Well, this show is best heard and not seen. I'm not going to lie. Wow. <laughs> good start. Wait, yeah. Wait, we're gonna build yourself wait up, for guys. your ratings to plummet. I'm just going to say that. Your podcast ratings? Yeah, yours. Not ours. Mine, we, we, have a one, we have a one-star podcast because there's no such thing as a no-star podcast. Mm. Oh, fuck. I love that <laughs> old joke. I used to, I used to say that about hotels. Yeah. That's uh, I got that off. I I I'm 
pretty much believe I lifted that directly from Captain Peacock from Are You Being Served? Are You Being Served? Yep. Yes. When they... That's I, exactly. All right. We've bonded over Let's two shows it. now. There's no such thing as a no-star hotel. Yep. Good old Captain Peacock. Corporal Peacock, actually. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we found that out later on. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. alert. Anybody, anybody who's going to plow through a, a 1960s and 70s show about... Soft retail in stuffy old Britain. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Anthony Zenhauser, yeah. host of Late Again with Zen uh, and Dog Fuckers. <laughs> dog Fuckers. What have you dog ambushed? <laughs> what have you ambushed me with this time, Trevor? Well, we showed we showed a clip of uh, Late Again with Zen on how gay Italy has become, and. <laughs> <sighs> um. It is quite uh, quite frightening. Uh, <laughs> I gotta say, hey, can I? Can I? Are you guys gonna put me on the screen? Like, I can't see anybody. You can't see is this how we're gonna you do this. You should be seeing what we see. I see. It just says MT on it. Really? All right. It's it's the two guys, whoever you and the other guy making out in the in on whatever. Yeah, that's the show. Background. That's yes. that's the podcast. Let me, well, I mean, I can see me in a in a window. I can't see anybody else. It's just a blue screen. That's it just went to blue when you went to commercial. So up. <laughs> maybe maybe that's a maybe that's a Trevor issue. It could be. <laughs> um, yeah, I just switched. Either way, I'm fine. I mean, it's fine. I switched the camera. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Let me hit the camera button. Let me say no. Nope. Oh, he went. That wasn't. No, it. that's there. there you are. Yeah. Uh, you know. Are we getting to that age where yeah, you damn kids. parents used to be like, I'm hitting the button. What's <laughs> happening? Holy fuck. I can't. I can't, can't. Whatever. It's fine. I, I, I'm with you guys. Right. So what's up? Hey, man. What are we doing today? Well, uh, we're going to hang out with you. That's yeah. what we're doing today. I had a red letter day. Cool. Um, I, I, got a, I got into an argument with the CEO of my company today. <laughs> That's good. good. Okay. So here's here's how here's so on man tools we try to help you know folks be manly again. <clears throat> here's how to legitimately handle a situation when somebody loses their shit in a board meeting, and it wasn't me. The you know the guy gets up hollering, he just starts yelling, gets up and walk. I pointed towards the door from my seat. I just pointed at the door, and he got up and left. I, I looked at everybody and said, all right, well, you know, let's uh, take five. I'm not in charge at all. Like, and I'm no way, shape, or form in charge of this company. Said, uh, let's everybody take a break. Walked outside and said, all right, you want to step outside? And then wow. and then dadded him, you know, <laughs> something we talk yeah. about on this show. You know, instead of arguing with people or, or belittling them or punished be pun- being punitive, number one, let's all remember, you praise in public, punish in private. Especially in a work situation, right? So went out in private and then dadded him instead of instead of badgering people or com- confronting them and in, in sort of a uh, just just being you know volatile. Take mm-hmm. the situation down a notch and parent that person. Right. Come at it like, from a uh, cool uncle perspective. So I cool uncled him out in the parking lot. He chilled the <laughs> fuck out. We came to an agreement that I can continue working till I finish these pet projects, and then we're just going to part ways. 
Did you tell him to take a knee, or did you like wrap your arm <laughs> See? around him real close? No, 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 no. I put him on my knee because I'm a creepy <laughs> uncle. So, not the cool coach. You know what I mean? Kind of. You just I could just see you like putting your arm over the guy. You know, just and you you bring the guy's head close to your. Head. Oh yeah, yeah. That's very that's very coachy. Like that's that's we can do this. We can do it. What's, what's it's funny because yeah, yeah. I was like, man, I cannot, I cannot, I can't begin to imagine your level of frustration right now. You know, because shit's going sideways in in all five of the geos. You know, so I'm like, I can't even begin to understand your frustration. I said, I've been close to where you're at. I've had companies of my own. You know, I've been responsible for eight or nine mortgages at once. You know, having guys work for you stuff. I said, you know, I can't even begin to imagine though at your level what you're dealing with right now. And um, but I think uh, exploding in front of God and everybody's does not let you come from a position of power. So everything just went. Mm. Yeah, because when you do that, it just shows you've lost control, not that you're in control. Yeah, it yeah. really does. <clears throat> and when, you know, the lowest man, second lowest man on the totem pole points at the door <laughs> and you actually get up out of your seat and leave and walk out, we're like, okay, everybody chill out. Boss. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fucking boss. Not going to lie. So I think it was a learning moment for everyone. You know, had a good learning moment, a little red letter day. I said, I don't think I'm this company's, I don't think I'm da-da-da material. He's like, well, I think, no, no. I said, no, no, you don't understand. I wasn't being self-deprecating. That was an insult. Like, <laughs> this place sucks. This isn't how I do business. So, yeah, man, right. red letter day. And then we meet our new friend, you know, uh, and we talk about Predator right out the gate. And um, uh, are you being served, which well. nobody knows. Yeah, I mean, uh, me and you were just getting to know each other, but me and and the other guy here, uh, you know, we're we're old friends. Yeah, the other guy, his name doesn't matter. <laughs> You're the it's it's this guy and the this other guy, guy and the other this guy and that guy. This guy and the other guy. Yeah, you're the other guy. You guys do like a thing at the top of the list. You guys go, hey, welcome to Man Tools. I'm I'm this guy. Blah blah blah. He's the other guy. I'm the other guy. You know what? Blah, we blah, actually blah. got a lot of crap for that because we don't introduce each other. But then Trevor put our names on the screen, so we. Because we always forget. I wasn't. I couldn't see. This I know, and, and I, this is I, why. This is like a big. Fun, I, this is like a big embarrassment. I just for fixed it. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna I just point just towards fix the door. It. Well, that's pointing towards the door. That's that's I Eric. Need you to dad me. And I'm Trevor. <clears throat> so, I'm that guy. Hey, He's hey, the other guy. Did you call him pal. Did you call him buddy. Did you call him like <laughs> something like buddy. Listen, listen. No, because uh, I didn't. I didn't. I, it it came from like a very stern part at the very beginning. You know. Let us just get one thing straight, da, 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 and then I mellowed it out, and I mellowed it out, and I mellowed it out. Because, right. dude, how cucky is that? Like, it's his company, and you had to fucking, dude. I know, right? You're like, you're. I would have been like, I'm never going back in that boardroom again. Yeah. As soon as you 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 let go of my neck, I would have been like, I'm out. I'm not. I'm, I'm yeah, it's been uh, it's been weird having to deal with the corporate scene coming from construction all my life. Because, you know, you and I got a disagreement. We're just going to go, you know, I'm going to sock you in the mouth. And then we're going to go have a beer. Like, pretty mm. simple. It's just kind of the way, like, my tribe rolls. If I screw up, I expect, if I run my mouth, I'm going to get one right in the mouth. Like, and okay. then we're going to go have a beer. So, sounds professional. It is. I mean, it really is. Having so, to work in this corporate <laughs> world the last year has been bizarre. Having to fill out a HR report, I'm like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> I feel like a little bitch right now. 
So uh, Zen, your girl Becky says, uh, metaphorically teabagged him. My girl. <laughs> my girl. My girl. My girl. My girl. What, what, what did my girl Becky say? She said uh, that Eric metaphorically teabagged his boss. <laughs> I uncled him. <laughs> okay. I creepy uncled him. Yeah, Becky's great. Yeah, Becky's a, a, a she's a big fan of everything that is hilarious, and I think that's why she likes you guys too. Oh, yeah. Well, we love your we low standards, it. Becky. <laughs> well, I do too. Believe me, we're all till Becky's low standards. At least well, we me. Uh, tea bag. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Tea bag is a little. I think that's a little gay. I don't know if you tea bagged him. You definitely, you definitely cucked him. In the in the in the room, you know, you definitely he was sucking his thumb in the corner while you kind of had to, to play the boss for a second. Yeah, and then you walked outside to uh, explain to him that you know this is not mm-hmm. how men act. It isn't in charge. You don't want to see the general losing his mind in the middle of a battle. No. You want to see that guy stoic, like Stonewall Jackson, standing there with that kind of beard you have. <laughs> And just sit, sitting on his horse, waiting for some black lesbian to tear down his statue in 150 years. Wait. But we, but for 150 years, you were the guy that everybody was like, "Well, I'm going to follow this guy into battle." If you're a CEO and you're starting to be a little fag in front of your 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 constituents, whatever you want to call them, your employees, yeah, you did the right man thing. You took them out. You're like, "Listen, calm your shit, cool your tits." Yeah, yeah. You gotta stick a stick a dick in you your. Gotta, you gotta, you gotta, uncle. You gotta be the. You gotta be the stoic one. It doesn't get any. It doesn't make anything any better to have that kind of volatility in a in a stressful situation where there's a there's so many moving parts. There's so many people. So many. I hate to sound like the Big Lebowski. You know, a lot of facets, a lot of ins and outs, man. But there really is. So many, there are so many facets, moving parts, sure. ins and outs. And and I mean, I've been in charge of productions before as well. When you're when you're working with, uh, you know, when you're when you're making stuff in either film or or radio, everybody wants to be the bitch. And if you're running things, you can't be the bitch. You got to take everything. You got to keep calm and cool and let everybody know that everything is fine. Hey, everything's okay. You know, let's just get through this. Whatever you need, we'll we'll get through it. Yep. Hey, are you? You know, and then you'd be like, "Are you okay? You know, you're gonna." Be, I did. I said that too. You're gonna get through this. You're gonna be okay. That's funny. Mm-hmm. That was the end, and then we went back inside. <laughs> you're gonna be okay. You're gonna get through this, and life's gonna go on, and this job will be here tomorrow. Yeah, I won't What's be, but this now? job will be here tomorrow. Is that guy younger? Is he like a? Is he like it's a? Probably uh, not. College he's fifty two. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's a man twice over. Yeah, <laughs> grown ass grown ass kids. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Keys? Out of Sacramento, out of Sacramento, we got Keys. Uh, um, everybody, she's uh back home and doing physical therapy. A motorcycle accident did not keep her down for long. That's good. Yeah, that's that's something I can never get into. Um, accidents, the <laughs> hospital. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good with accidents, <laughs> but just like intentionally putting yourself in harm's way is just something I was never into. You, you, it, you have to be the kind of person to, to, 
ride a motorcycle. Well, you know, it's not it's some, something you you can teach uh, somebody. It's something that they have to want. Right. I agree you know, with that part. It's it's a very stupid thing to do. It's a compulsion. It's just like going outside and catching some vitamin D cancer. It's it's, <laughs> it's just risky. Well, and I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess. Even I guess it's it's the same. Even driving a car out in New York is uh, oh oh taking oh, yeah. your life in your hands. Where about whereabouts are you are you at roughly? I'm well. I live about a half an hour north of the city. But I'm when I, I drive into the city almost every week to do shows and and podcasting and you know stuff like that. So I'm always I'm always in the city area, and it's it's more of a patience thing than a dangerous thing. I mean, I think it's more dangerous on the West Coast, probably. Yeah, yeah. This, you know, on the freeways and the stuff. speeds but get I mean, a lot it's higher just, out west. You have to. It's an angry city. It's a very angry no patience city and then you just add well you know non-stop traffic every day to i'm gonna say everybody's in a park in the middle of the street everybody's in a big fucking hurry and they're not going anywhere anywhere. (laughs) well it's california too i've lived in south bay and i lived in new york and then i visited new york um Mm. i lived on 127th and 8th for a while hello there yeah a little uh (laughs) north of the park north of the park anyway Mm -hmm. um I guess that would be northeast. But anyway, I digress. When I lived there, every, you bump into this, just somebody on the street, and they'd be like, hey, fuck you, right? Mm. And then I, w- Sometimes. I went back after. It was like 97, 98. And then I went back in somewhere in 2005. And it was still aggro. It was just a little bit different because the whole 9-11 and the whole brotherhood. It's like, fuck you. We're in this together. <laughs> it was like, boom. Hey, are you fucking okay? Okay, get the fuck out of here. Like It was like aggro but yeah. kind. I, I liked it. I really liked it. It was aggressively, yeah. it was aggressively polite. <laughs> I loved it. New York is has been going through lots of stages in the past half uh, fifty years. I would say. I mean, if you take New York in the seventies and the eighties and compare it to New York in from two thousand one to about two thousand eighteen, I mean, it was totally different. There was hookers everywhere and and pimps and and drug dealers and and all that kind of stuff and it, it was like that element of danger but you had to find it and then 2001 on like giuliani kind of cleaned it up and he took all all the, the all the bad elements out of midtown and kind of threw them out into uh brooklyn and got rid of the mafia and all that stuff so a lot of the organized crime went away and then Times Square became like uh, Disney World for a while. I mean, it was like the M&M store and, and Bubba Gum Shrimp. And, you know, tourists would, felt very comfortable being there. Nobody really – you really never felt uh, like you were in danger in Manhattan at least for, for at least 10 years. And now, I mean, it's I've, – I've never seen it like this. I've never seen New York so, like, dangerous but at the same time – angry like the angriest i've ever seen it just angry mentally ill people punching random strangers pushing them into trains like at least once a day stabbing people in the subways slashing people's faces i mean i mean and in times square like you know where the tourists are so you take your five-year-old six-year-old kid to go see a, a like a winter show on 34th street and there's some homeless guy you know jerking off 
on the subway on the seat across from you. You know, just it, there's no, there was no, there stopped any sort of like uh, safety and regulations. It's it's a free for all. It's kind of like what uh, you know L.A. is now. You know, and and parts of Portland and Washington and 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 that. it's just you know you let these people run amok. You don't help them, but you don't do anything to stop them either. So it's just you're it's just nonstop uh, deranged people mixing in with a high concentration of what I call regular people just trying to go to work and live their lives. And it's, I mean, I've heard, I've got some stories that are, you know, every time I'm down there, it's a new story. It's a new, like, uh, you know, crazy. Well, how, how do you think the new mayor is doing with either improving or making it worse? <laughs> it's too early to tell. Yeah. I mean, the de Blasio did such a bad job doing his, well, it was something he wanted to do. It was his plan all along it seems i mean nobody would fuck up that good if it wasn't intentional i mean you can't possibly fuck up that good i mean even dinkins and guys like that they 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 weren't the uh, fingernail of what de blasio was he pretty much he took away all all the public safety uh he took away uh everybody's uh you know what uh he he gave criminals like carte blanche to just, you know, commit violent acts, burglaries, stealing. There's no, there's no repercussions. I mean, it's why, you know, why would you be afraid to commit a crime if there was no repercussions for it? And take that plus, you know, three or four million people in a city. It's, I mean, we're still, we're going to be feeling the effects of de Blasio for at least five to 10 years. Yeah, I mean, he, it's scary. you know, uh, as an outside observer, I'd read about some of the policy changes, and it was like, I mean, I, it, I, I guess the justification is that, you know, previously it had, you know, the kind of the broken windows philosophy where mm-hmm. if you're enforcing those minor laws, you catch the big fish because guess what all the big fish do? They break the minor laws. So the people that are jumping the turnstiles, uh, was Pat Dixon says, um, not, not everybody who jumps the turnstiles is going to commit a worse crime, but everybody that is committing worse crimes has jumped the turnstiles to get into the subway. <laughs> so it's like you, if you enforce those minor, you're going to catch the dudes with that are going down there to stab somebody or whatever, you know? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and he just undid all of that. You know, at 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 uh, the big bail reform stuff, where um, you know, basically, if you haven't murdered somebody, you're just getting a desk appearance ticket, and you're just on your honor to come back for your court date. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, then you know, dressed as a woman and headed for Canada. <laughs> where are you guys from again? We're in uh, Colorado Springs. Colorado, the, okay. the square state, the That's wild, right. <laughs> wild west, the home of the Bible Belt, and everybody's got a gun. Okay, but it's also, I, I always thought Colorado was a very liberal state as well, or is that just Denver? You know, eh, it's moving more and more that way. Um, the reason is a lot of Californians are moving out here. That's true, that's true too. 
they get sick of the taxes. They get and sick they come of the taxes here. and the policy and the bullshit. <laughs> so then they br- they move here and then bring it with them. You're yeah, like, and then they then fuck. they advocate for higher taxes and <laughs> and policies. <laughs> All the same policy. We're scared of guns and we don't like weed. And isn't that funny though? Isn't that funny how these liberal? Because I, I feel a lot of people don't agree w- with me with this, especially Pat Dixon doesn't agree with me either with this, but. I feel like a lot of the problems that New York City had in the past, uh, and the, like just recently, what's happening in the last few years, is a riptide from a ripple effect. I mean, from all the rich white people moving into Brooklyn and Queens and gentrif- gentrification, gentrification of of those uh, of those areas. You can only put those people somewhere else. I mean, yeah. all those people get displaced once the landlord raises the yeah. rent. You know, a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, because they know these kids will pay to live there because they want to live in, in New York City. It's so cool. I love the. I love when I can smell homeless people's urine every morning <laughs> when I wake up. It's so. Ooh. It's so niche. It's a very and, niche. And it's like, it's very niche, man. And 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 they they moved into like Bushwick, all these horrible places to live. Bushwick East, the East New York, um, you know, Ben's um, Bed Stuy. Like all these places are now, they're they're all like they have organic stores, the farmers markets, you know, like these stupid fucking restaurants that nobody wants to eat at and that are way overpriced. All the the community that was there, they they get pushed out, and I mean either they end up homeless or they have to go into the projects somewhere. So what happens? To, like there's like a, there's an anger that builds up. There's like this resentment that builds up. I remember black people walking around like grand central just scream i mean i swear to god this one time this guy went fucking white people moving in my fucking neighborhood like it was he was very angry that there were so many white people moving in but the same thing's happening to these these conservative uh states now they fuck up their state with their stupid bullshit so they move because it gets too crazy for them and now they want to fuck up your state. Yeah, they they with with their own crazy shit. It, the same crazy shit, the exact same crazy right, shit that drove to, them out. Right. It's right. it's beautiful when they get there, but yeah. you know they're 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 gonna ruin it with. <laughs> well, they should let homeless people do whatever they want. Why can't they just like sleep in your backyard? It's okay. Yeah, I have a client that lives behind a Seven Eleven here in town, a strip mall, like shares the fence line property. Some good real estate. Yeah, it's bad. It's so bad. We figured out why they're all hanging out there. They're using the electrical outlet to charge their fucking cell phones. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. You're a bunch of bums with like way cooler cell phone than I can afford. How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> so they're leaving just cigarette butts and, you know, trash and stuff on his back stoop while they're plugging in their phones to charge. Because I found a little charger stuck in there the other day. I was like, oh, that's why Burned you... Burned out little... and dude just left it? Yep. <laughs> oh, that's why you bastards are in here. That'd be funny if I like, could charge like, a can of beans or something. Right? So I, I flipped... <laughs> like, like... I tried to flip the script. So what I did was I found the weirdest looking motherfucker I could find. He was on a unicycle with a trailer. That's awesome. <laughs> He had a big skirt on, some some gnarly combat boots, um, a trench coat, and he had a cat on his shoulder that was perched on there riding around with him. I was like, that's my guy. That is definitely my mm-hmm. guy. I went up to him. I'm like, hey, man. Could have been him doing it. 
don't care, right? But he's the weirdest looking motherfucker on this block. He's the most savory character I could find. And I gave him five bucks. I was like, hey, I need you to watch this house. You know, anything happens to the house, call this number. It's my Google number. Anything happens to this house, you got to call me from your phone that you're charging <laughs> on the back step over there. I don't want you over there. So now he's running around. Every time he sees me, he comes up to me. He's like, hey, boss, you know, I feel like I'm one of those mob dudes that just pays, you know, the the homeless network to feed him intel. It's kind of crazy. It's working because nobody's jumped the fence. Nobody's busted out any windows since I've been doing that. Every once in a while, buy him a coffee at the 7-Eleven while I'm working there. Float him a fiver. It's a little bit of nothing. That's that's insurance, man. Now I got me a little homeless uh, network going on over there watching my prop, my construction shop. <laughs> I feel like that's how Amazon started. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was just a bunch of homeless people that live in that warehouse. Kind of like Santa's elves. And and you kind of have the ground floor on it. You yeah. know, like $5, that can buy a lot of unicorn food. <laughs> and, then, and then he's going to do a good job watching your house. And he's fast, too. Because he's on he's the, mobile. He's got a he's unicycle. On the unicycle. He unhooks that trailer. He can haul ass. <laughs> can you imagine? He's talking. He's, he's, he's trying to give you his intel, and he's going like this. Yeah. And, you know, he's wobbling. And then his cat. Got to do that unicorn thing, that balance thing with the unit on the unicycle. He's, he's the urban pirate. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna call him Captain Stewing or something because he's got this parrot on his shoulder, but it's a tabby. It's an orange tabby, and she just sits up there, like, da -da -da, perched on his shoulder. Jesus, like a Flintstones appliance. <laughs> yes. Like, like ah, it's a living. <laughs> Here, open this can. I was going to call you on my parrot. <coughs> oh, man. Uh, Good times, man. Awesome. But that's Denver for you, huh? Yeah, we're well, we're a little south of there, like... Um, I mean, Colorado, right? Yeah, Colorado Springs. Sounds like a nice place. Um, you guys... I mean, I've never been to Colorado, so that, but that's one of the places that I wanted to visit. I've never visited the Pacific Northwest or the Rocky Mountain region. Yeah, well, you got a place well, to it'll stay. Look fun. <clears throat> you, you, um, you and Pat are looking at doing some dates, right? A dog fuckers live thing, dude. We're yeah, we're starting. It's we're starting in the uh, end of March. We're gonna we have about three venues right now. We're kind of working our way down south, and then we'd like to move out west. Okay. So we're going like we're starting in New Jersey, New York, and we're going to move down to Pennsylvania, then try to move down to Virginia, Maryland, that area, and then kind of go to Florida for a little bit. And then I would love to work our way out. Like just I would just like to do a year road trip, you know, just live in hotels for a year or, or wherever, motels or whatever, and just hit the country. You know, why not? I mean, there's never been a better time to no to go like – out in the country and go exploring and we have like it's like we're wandering minstrels you know like we have an act so it's not like we're going out there panhandling you know like we can go out there and hopefully we'll find we'll land some clubs and in the meantime while we're out there we'd li I'd like to like book other places around that area too so it's like you know you just kind of get your your travels worth and then we would love I mean I would love to hit up eventually you know Colorado and get work down to the West Coast and it would be fun. Well, if you guys if you guys make it out this way, um, <clears throat> obviously comedy works in Denver is the yep. big oh, the sure. big joint. But uh, down here we've got um, 
either Looney's or there's a new place called Three E's. Uh, actually, Rich Voss was just at Three E's yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago. So mm-hmm. um, there are places out here even, for sure. Even Legend. <clears throat> I mean. Is there still Acme? Right? Isn't that still a place out there? That's a pawn shop out here. <laughs> I mean, we're going to need it. Anyway. Yeah. It'll help. <laughs> no, but I'll tell you what. If you hit, if you hit um, somewhere in Clearwater, Florida, the Man Tools Network will have a packed house for you. If you hit oh, Denver, okay. Carl Springs, you'll have a packed house. Sacramento, Keys and her crew will pack your house. Uh, San Jose, yep, those guys will pack the house. Oh, we'll talk after the show. Yeah, Damn. It, it'll happen. I didn't, Hell yeah. I didn't know this was like a – so we don't know how – we don't know what kind of a following we have. If, if you know, nobody ever says much. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just a question of, of reaching out to different uh, venues – and being like, hey, we do a, it's a co-headline gig. I do 30 minutes, Pat does 30 minutes material, and then we do 30 minutes of what we call a dog fuckers sem- uh, session, which is, you know, there's keyboards, there's singing, there's uh, stories about, const- it's so funny, like Pat came up with an idea one day, he goes, hey, I want to do a, uh, I want to do a, a podcast about people fucking dogs. And I'm like, that's stupid. And I'm like, what are we going to have, like two stories <laughs> about yeah. people fucking dogs? Every day there's at least five stories of people fucking their dog. Every day. We never run out of stories. Like we just keep finding new stories every day. And they're just – every story we find is just as more insane as the as the one before that. Well, and, and you guys – Like we did one recently where we, we – uh, Go ahead. What were you I was going to say, you guys even found one where it wasn't their dog. <laughs> <laughs> like the guy got caught in someone's backyard raping their dog, and he's like, I was just hugging it. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> we, just did, we just did an episode where the, the woman, a woman uh, killed both her kids with the dog's leash. She hung her eight-year-old and her five-year-old uh, like with the dog's leash. And then, and then the side note was, oh, and she also fucked the dog. <laughs> You know, that was the side dark. note. It got, it gets really dark, but it's so fun when when you know you're on stage and he's playing like jazz in the background. You know, like we're 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 just kind of like it's almost like a jam session between two black jazz players. You know, and we're and we're just sitting there and kind of just going over these stories, and it's a lot of fun. And uh, you know, when it's not happening to you, it's really entertaining. <laughs> Yeah, I would. I would guess. Uh, I when, well, when when you guys were telling the story about the the person that like caught their, I guess friend. I don't know, fucking their dog in the backyard. It was like, I couldn't. You know, to put yourself in their shoes, it's just like I don't even know what I would do. Like, it's bizarre. Like, you know, you know exactly what you'll do if you catch someone with your wife, but it's like you're fucking my dog, like. <laughs> What the yeah, fuck, you don't join in on that one. <laughs> I mean, who do you hit over the head with a noose? <laughs> no, At that no. Point. Do you just bring out the hose and? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a. You bring up a good point. What do you do if you walk if you come home from work and you hear Right. <laughs> you think it's for your first instance. Fluffy, no! 
Is, did, is my dog, yeah, did, did my dog get caught in a trap or like what's what's going on? Then, then you see your friend of 25 years with his pants around his ankles fucking your dog. <laughs> I don't know. And then their, their first instinct is to go, oh, I didn't know it was your dog. <laughs> like that makes it That makes okay. it okay. <laughs> well, yeah. un- oh, is this your dog? Bro? Unclaimed dogs are obviously up for fucking. <laughs> <laughs> But but it's funny because the stories sometimes it's women who get caught fucking the dog, but they but they but it's kind of funny because we were able to to kind of break the story down and to really look at both sides. Like, well, did the dog really mind getting a blowjob from a woman? Like, if you're gonna suck a dog's dick, is that dog really gonna put up much of a fight? I mean, I would. I'm guessing not. I don't know. When it, when I was in the army, the big thing supposedly i don't know how true any of these stories were but there was always the story of the soldier that comes home and his Wife's wife just, peanut butter. just slathers up with peanut butter and lets <laughs> yeah. the dog and and now he's trying to like break her of that habit because he's back <laughs> i don't know man i don't know i don't either those urban legends they also used to say uh uh i remember a friend of mine getting really upset with his wife because she um she put <laughs> She had just mopped the floor and put the mop out on the porch to dry. And I guess on army bases, that's like a signal that you're your available. not around. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of, yeah. I mean, you were in the army, you said, right? Yeah. What, what, what um, in the actual army army, like, are you an in infantry or? No, no, I did. Uh, I did one of those awesome technical jobs that got me good money after I got out. <laughs> oh, like, in, like in the commercial. Yes. Yep. I yeah, was a I was a recruiting commercial. <laughs> you were that guy sitting there by the computer, like like giving the thumbs yep. up to the like you. You're not going to be shoveling shit for thirty hours. Yes, that was me. Go Becky. Oh, good go, you. Happy Go Becky's talking about um, uh, ration stamps. Yeah, Is there, <laughs> she asked, "Are there peanut butter shortages during times of war?" Uh, oh, <laughs> there can be. <laughs> Ration stamps <laughs> and war bonds. War bonds. Buy your war bonds now. Support Remember, your support your army and drink your Ovaltine. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> the the other show, <laughs> getting off the dog fucking subject. Thank you. Um, late again with Zen. I, I watched the pilot oh, cool. a couple of times, um, and I know you didn't see it, but we played the uh, we played the Prime Minister of Italy clip. Uh, the sausage in with the oh, ads okay. so yeah. uh, <laughs> right up my garlic knot uh, <laughs> yeah um how did that come about i know like was it because creepy corner kind of went away your podcast um yeah was it just you just needed uh some kind of creative outlet and if that wasn't happening you were going to come up with something or was that in the works even before well, the whole well i like doing i like doing the creepy corner but we broke up unfortunately like everything kind of just started falling apart um we did it for like five or six years so it was a good run and then uh i was just so sick of uh, listen i i think podcasts are great i just didn't want to do another podcast yeah i I wanted to do something that was well can i want to write like a show i want to like have a scripted show where i you know we do i do like sketches and skits and uh, the best thing to – and the other thing that always was in my mind for years was I, I just 
wanted to make fun of the news. Like not even polit- not even like on a political point of view. Like I, I'm not my show doesn't want to be conservative or liberal or Republican or Democrat. My show is more like showing people that how silly we are to watch these so-called professionals do their jobs. Like these people are are hell bent on uh, convincing you that they're journalists, that they're you know this is important business. Everything they do is the truth. Like what's CNN? They, their their slogan is the most reliable news source. You know, like they have to tell you that because everything they do is is bullshit. Like it's a lie. You know, Fox too. Fox is run by R- Rupert Murdoch, who's a big liberal. He's he's not even a conservative, yeah. but he knew that they needed to be a balance between the liberal CNN shit and uh, and CB. You know, whatever. Um, well, he's a businessman. He saw the market and was like, "Yes, no one's doing right. the right." leaning shit so let's do right. it so news so news is now a business news is now a way to sell masks and, and ha- sell ideas yeah. and, and that kind of thing so i thought it was just a good time in in the world now to just make a silly news show where everything it's just i mean it's just like europe is gay you know another you know because kind because of, Europe kind of is gay, you know, and I kind of like I I everything has like uh, so everything I do kind of has is based on what happened in the news at some point. Like when Europe was going through the coronavirus, it was it was all about Europe, and they were at this constant like maximum capacity of 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 death. Like that was what they were selling us over here. Italy has now seen it's gone over four hundred thousand people in the death toll. So I thought it'd be funny to go, well, you know, Italy's really it's hit the maximum level of gayness. <laughs> you know, it's so gay right now. Like a prime minister can't even bend over because he's gonna get fucked in the ass if he <laughs> if he's gay. You know, because it's so gay. Everybody's just Europe is just so gay because they are they're gay. But you know, it's just funny to make make it like it's an epidemic. You know, it's like it's gotten out of control. So, like, I do a lot of stuff like that. I, I got a, I got a, uh, in the new episode, I, I do a memorial for all the veterans who died in uh, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. <laughs> and it's just a very, like, beautiful montage of all these horrible screen names, you know, like Queer Bomb 69. And it like, you know, it's like trying to just, just making fun We're, of like, you know, their sense of like the news is a moment of silence for the troops, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's just something that that's I w- wanted to do. They're only 11 minutes long, so it's fun. You know, it's like a little, it's, that's about the, the average attention span of most people. You know, it's funny is like at our age, we're all pretty embarrassed of our original AOL account names. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all, I mean, we all know that all three of us have one. Yeah. We, oh yeah. It's, it's oh, out. Yeah, that's the thing. I couldn't log into it anymore, but it's, I'm sure it's it, out but, there. Uh, <clears throat> you hung out in, uh, in older women chat or yeah, the 20 somethingers or 25 and older something chat. Oh Yeah. <laughs> It's we made that so we made that so normal. We've normalized that we, that it's it's weird and perverted, really, if you think about it. Just kind of talking to people you don't know, and then your first instinct is to go, 
how big is your tits? <laughs> you know, like you're talking, you finally get to, like, it's almost like Marconi or somebody, uh, or Alexander Graham Bell. He, he, he finally, you know, invents this amazing telecommunications device and he asks Watson how big his dick is. Yeah. Like, that's the first. Watson? Watson? Show me your dick. <laughs> how big is Send me a cock, selfie. Bro? Um, Age, sex, location. Yeah, <laughs> ASL. Jesus Christ. DTF. Uh, <laughs> um, did you ever see Coupling, the other show that? Uh, um, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's a it's a Stephen Moffat and his wife. You know, he did a lot of he did a lot of. Uh, I think he started on Red Dwarf, and then he did a whole shit ton of Doctor Who. Like all the good Doctor Who, the new reboot stuff, that's all Stephen okay. Moffat. And he did the new Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Yeah, I like that scene. Yeah, so he wrote uh, he wrote Coupling, which is kind of like a rated R Friends, and it's kind of a story mm-hmm. of him and his wife. Um, there's a tirade that Steve goes on. I air quoted on the radio. There's a tirade that Steve goes on about. Jesus, Trevor. Sorry. Come on. Crack Sorry. that beer like a man. Sorry. Why Take Why we Take invented fire to see naked women. <laughs> he starts there. It's a dinner party. It's just polite dinner conversation, but he can't not. He can't help himself. That's why we have bigger telephone. That's, you know, the, uh, what, the, what did he say about cell phones? Cell phones is just this digital god I pray to to watch porn. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> True. You know, we get bigger and bigger TV screens. We invented fire to see you naked. We invented the wheel to get to go to places where naked women were. <laughs> like, all of mankind has come, you know, all of our inventions. You know, you know what's funny? Like, if you did, like, an evolutionary scale of, like, man from the beginning all the way till now, it would start with him just gazing into the fire, like... Like as like a zombie, just looking at the burning fire, and then it would get all the way around to us, where we're just looking stupidly into our blazing phone, or you know, our glowing computer screen. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't really get too far off the rock. Do you know what I mean? We yeah. just we're still sitting there looking like like stupefied at the glowing thing. <laughs> so satisfying. There must be something. It really is. Must be something in our brain that just wants to be entertained. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I think, sorry I think for anyone who's listening to this show. <laughs> again, it's you're doing great, guys. <laughs> this has been really fun. Uh, you got great guests. Yes, <laughs> that's our saving grace. Yeah. Well, I I wanted to specifically say thank you for taking the time with us because I know you've been making the rounds over at uh, the big guys at Gas Digital and Compound Media. In fact, I was watching your Don Jameson show last night um which how fucking cool is he i mean that metal show do you remember that metal show oh yeah yeah. he was one of the the comics the not eddie trunk guys Uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah don's a great don's a great guy really really fucking cool guy uh he did a cruise after that week he was on this metal cruise uh if if you if you heard on the show like he was he's gonna be with alice cooper and all these like big bands, like like not not huge anymore, but like Slaughter was there. It's, you know, that's like a metal band. I mean, and it's, all these, like, it's um, the nostalgia to... market is probably a lot bigger than any of us 
think it. I mean, uh, it is. I mean, you, when I was in Nashville working on Mark Slaughter's record, I was. I like to throw that out there because yeah. name just get a shovel for all the names dropping. Um, his latest solo record is really good. It's like really, really good. Him and his wife are there. Yeah, you know. So it is, and it, it sold really, really well. I got. I'd like to say I got to make a lot of sandwiches for those people while they were doing that record. And I, I moved a lot of chairs and chauffeured a lot of people back and forth. Hey, without well, that's what that's the back. Without you, that record wouldn't that's have been made. Yeah, without me, that record would not have been made. Exactly. What are they going to do? They're going to make a record hungry. Yeah, it's not going to happen. No, no, they need they need that that plate of rolled up cold cuts coming in every day. Goddamn right, they do. With some with some grape tomatoes in the middle that nobody <laughs> nobody eats. ate the dates either. Yep, neither one of them. No. Those tomatoes went. <laughs> he remembers. This is like a fond memory for him. Like, every day I'm throwing out these fucking why, dates. The dates were a big. Bomb. The dates were a bomb. I thought it was going to be a, an awesome cheese plate. Like, <laughs> well, Trevor, I, I it doesn't matter what big shows people do or they don't do. This is it's every every show counts. Yeah, yeah, and I just I just you know, wanted to express my appreciation because I know oh, I know well, you're making the rounds with I those. I don't like doing. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate so, that, man, so for sure. I love I love anybody who who decides to put masculinity first. They can teach me a thing or two. You know, I have a new joke that I do on stage where, you know, I'm talking about my my dad and I'm starting getting into my family about you know. Uh, and I don't really, I just started thinking about it today. Just, just, you know, that he, the first time he saw me in little league, he was like, Oh, all right, he'll be a dancer. <laughs> just, just disappointed. <laughs> just, he'll be a, what did they, I didn't even see that coming. It was they, awesome. What did they used to call those right. guys? Uh, permanent bachelors before, you know, you could actually just say you're gay. <laughs> yeah. No, it he'll was, have, he'll have cats. He'll have cats. <laughs> Uh, did you ever grow up? Did you grow up with a gay kid? Did you ever like grow up with a kid you knew he was? Oh gay? yeah, uh, that's how I that's how I live. Survived in New York was living with Michael and his husband. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, yeah, like, when we were kids, he was a kid. cousin. Just we knew he's lighting the loafers from like six years old. Right. Yeah. And they, I mean, and that's why you, you they, that I've never, I've never confirmed uh, bachelor. Confirmed the fact. bachelor. Thank you, Becky. I've never argued the fact that that it wasn't something you were born. Yeah, I yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. You're, you you, you yeah. know you know. I don't I don't remember <laughs> any kids, but I have an uncle, and um, my mom was like, yeah, he Aunt right Frank. off the bat, yeah, <laughs> right off the bat. It was Trevor like, and I have been friends for like thirty years, so yeah, yeah we, it was yeah. <clears throat> there was no like <laughs> you just know that, that's it. Um, I just remember it was super funny that 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 Michael was. We were coming back from some ski trip out in Vail, and I was going to put him back on a plane to go to New York. And he's like super stoked. He's texting texting this person over, and he's like, he's just like unsure about telling us. And I was like, look, bro. So who's the person in your life? He's like, well, uh, I'm like, look, either she's black or he's gay, and either way, I fucking love you, bro. So it's no big deal. And he's like, right. and we've been, you know, and after that, he's just like, oh, thank God, this is Mark. Oh, like, no, it's not. Yeah, that's the scariest thing about being gay. You think it would be taking a cock in your butthole, but it's not. That's that's not the that's not the worst thing about being gay. The worst thing about being gay is is your family going, oh, I don't know if we can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if we can accept this. But as soon as they go, 
Yeah, we knew all. We knew forever. Yeah, yeah. Like, bro. you know, it's like waking up a sleepwalker. You can't say nothing. You got to wait for them to come out. Like, nah, we we know. Yeah. We know. We know. We know. Then they go, oh my god! Like my my cousin <laughs> was very like manly until you know my grandfather passed away, and then he was like at the wake sitting there in the bar with us going, you guys know I'm gay, right? <laughs> like, yeah, of course we know. Dude, you're that's gay. a long work and day. And after that, like... he was like, yeah, girl. Like, now he's like, you know, he came out of his, he came out of his, like, cocoon. Yeah. So. Well, and then, I do like to, when you meet new people and you, it's a lot easier now. I'm saying 25 years ago, it was still, the closet doors were still pretty heavy to move. You know, now it's well, that's, that's why like today I don't understand other than the attention whore thing. I don't understand like, especially teachers that do it with their class. I came out to my class. It's like your six year olds do not need to fucking know who you fuck. Yeah. That's not a thing. <laughs> it's not right. a thing. And at this point, is there anybody in your life that's not cool with it? Right. And if they are, you just cut them out like then any just other cut cancer. Them out like any know? other cancer. Yeah. Today's, today's closet doors are not as heavy. <clears throat> Nowhere near. And that that's a testament to what, uh, you know, really shitty craftsmanship as well as. <laughs> Chinese made garbage. Yeah, as well as just the hard work that people did, you know, 30 years ago to make this a, not so much of a struggle. Um, where were we going with this story? Oh, rock. Oh, oh, yes. Alice Cooper on a boat. That's where this all <laughs> <Okay>. started. <laughs> sure. So speaking of Alice Cooper on a boat and. Gay closet doors. I think there should be a yeah. tribute pen called the closet doors, and it should be like people okay. a stranger when you're. Yeah, like it should be like that. Like a cabaret. Just a bunch of people. bunch. No, like, like like drag cabaret. Total drag queens doing doors covers. It would be <laughs> fan fucking tastic, and they call it the closet doors. <laughs> okay, I think you might be on to something. I know, dude. I was, I was driving around today thinking about that. I'm like, that would be amazing because they can they can do like, come on, baby, light my fire. <laughs> Just it would be a thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to start that band. I'm I just look horrible in drag. They can parody some door songs. Yeah, they they cover door songs in weird lounge. Or, you know, or very big cabaret sort of uh, drag queen, drag show queen-esque versions. <laughs> they would be amazing. Our Russian porn bot is back in the chat, so. Oh, uh, Von any, anybody Red. in the chat that wants to get some Russian porn, that's the spot to go. That's for dying. So. And I love it. It's Church Hill. <laughs> I always, I'm always very pleased how polite bots are when they when they contact you on facebook messenger or twitter mm -hmm. hi how are you hi please how, how are you doing please today? how good are you today you're like wait that english is not too gooder <laughs> i'm doing fine and yourself uh -huh. oh i'm i'm good how can i help you the lady calls the I, lady i answer every phone call i get you should. i do every phone call the extended warranty guy knows me by first name. This <laughs> Miss Priya from India, who's looking to purchase homes in the Denver area, and I had a very you know long and involved conversation today. It was super fun. Um, I actually tried to help her out. Like, 
Did she did she go by pre off the battery? Did she oh yeah, come no no something else. No no, I, I, that's why I respect. <laughs> she wasn't the like phone Jane call. from Texas. Hello, this is Jane from Texas, and I'm like, she's just, she straight out said, "Hello, this is Priyana. I'd like to talk to you about this, that, and that." I love that accent. It fucking drives me crazy. So I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about it. I'm gonna tell you right now, the market in Denver is kind of shit. It's super expensive. It's da 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 blah blah. You can't get the, you can't get stuff driven. You can't remodel, so flipping a house is like going to be horrible. Like just fetter the whole thing. Oh, apparently you do this for a living. Yes, I do. So we're direct competitors. You still want to talk? Uh, you want to hang out for a while? She's <laughs> like, okay, I got to go. I like to answer those calls too, but I just everything they say to me, I react as if I'm eating something delicious. <laughs> so they'll be like. You wanted to talk to you about your warranty. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's good. Mm. No, sir. Am, am I talking to Bill? Mm. Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. Mr. Bill, can I get the last mm. four of your social security, please? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, so, um, would you like this? Would you like some? <laughs> no, sir. I just need get your ID. <laughs> I need I'm you to give money. me a Google Play card with $400 on it. <laughs> I used to call up, they go, we are from the IRS. Yeah, those guys. Really? You're from the IRS. Yeah. You know, our <clears throat> government is horribly racist. There's no way you're in the IRS, bro. And you can and you can pay your... You, <laughs> the IRS is like the mafia. You don't hear freeze. They just, they just, just shoot you. And I love, no, I love, uh, cop bullshit. Uh, the IRS, they're fucking sneaky. They just, they stealth you. No, that, what they'll do is they'll just drain your account. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> stealth yeah, you. You'll look at your phone away. and it'll say you're overdrawn by a thousand bucks and you're like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> it's, <laughs> they that, just took it. it's that fun game. They know how much you made, but they want to see if you know you that you yeah. know how much they know that you made. So then you got to pay on that. Well, it's like how the, um, you know, the courts can garnish your wages when you don't pay child support. Like it's just, starts you know slipping out of your bank account like this like what happened to my money you owe you owe fucking five years of child support. I'm, and i'm like i have a kid yeah and garnish is such a horrible word for that because it sounds like it sounds like it sounds something like delicious you put on yeah, bread crust yeah. here's it sounds like you're you're just enhancing something yeah here's some parsley you're gonna garnish your wages with a little parsley and sage yeah I agree. That word means that's why the English language is so difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Garnish. We're going to garnish this with a little, you know. And don't even get me started on I before E, except when we fucking feel like it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I feel like this is like a divorced dad's, like, hangout. Like, we're just like, we're just like a, a, a self-help Let's group. gripe about I mean, nonsense. I feel, yeah, like, I feel, like, I, I feel like I've been Trevor's therapist for more years than not, yeah. Yeah, Trevor looks like he, he watches his son's softball game through a, a chain link fence because he can't he can't get close enough to sit at the bleachers. Well, I'm not, yeah, I'm not legally not allowed to restraining order. Legally allowed to go inside yards, of the ball so field. Watch yeah. sadly holding the chain link fence, and then and then I have to remind them that the ball field is not part of the school. Yeah, because he can't be within 100 feet of a school either. <laughs> this is not part of the school. This is a public park. <laughs> what came first? I don't know. Whoever got the cigarette first. 
good times. <laughs> you guys are fathers, right? I am. I am not. He's he's you're, just you're he's just a creepy uncle. Yeah, I'm just a creepy uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like you're you're like um that's your, that's what you want? Like um you dodged a few bullets in the past and now you're kind of just flying solo like, oh, um, I'm good." Well, one time at camp. One time at scout camp. <laughs> That's a story for another podcast for sure. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. That was an inch. I'm crying too much. Yeah, no, you're fine. I, I actually never really wanted children. I was I, I, I here's what I thought when I was younger, right? This is a legitimate thought in my brain. I would be the best dad ever. Everything I would do, everything, every day, every stuff, everything I would do would be for that kid or kids. So I already knew I could be the best dad ever. But I had a guitar. I didn't know if I could be the best guitar player ever. I'm not. But I never knew. I didn't know if I could make it to the cover of the Rolling Stone at some point. Almost. So I did that instead. I said, I already know for sure I'd be the best dad ever. I don't know for sure if I could be, you know, a big rock star or, you know, write a song that'll live forever or put out an album that somebody would love, you know. So I followed that path instead. And I was like 15. Okay, so you're you're still chasing the dream, or yeah, pretty much. I got close, okay. but hey, we're all chasing the dream. Yeah, we just need better cars, I think, because everywhere we toured, we did really well. We just need better cars to get further. <laughs> I think the, I mean, between being a stand-up comic and be and and somebody being a musician, it's it's, I mean, how how difficult those job. Uh, you know those professions are if you want to be successful. Yeah, well, I've always it's not easy. I've always said comics make more money than musicians because they get paid the exact same amount of money. You know, fifty bucks at a gig and a ton of exposure. Except comics only have to they don't have to split it with four other dudes and a bass player. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's it. True. Is you know, we get a hundred bucks a show plus great exposure. We got to split it with five dudes and the bus driver, you know. Right, but women. I mean, the pussy. Funny, so funny you'd mention that. I have never been laid for being in a band. Don't know Maybe if it. You're not. Don't know if it was the just this face. <laughs> Highly likely. Um, the f- what the chubby Skywalker? Yeah, I like this. <laughs> <That's what> I- <laughs> yes, the Mark. The Mark. Hamill. Oh, that is definitely getting a. <laughs> Flipped out for a highlight. <laughs> yes, the Mark t- you're, you're not a bad look. You're not a bad looking guy. Oh, Both you God, guys that's hilarious. Like- no, it's like the um. I was I was uh the from the time I I was touring I was married so there was none of that and we were all I think all of us at that point were either married or had long term girlfriends, and I think we were all really really hyper focused on trying to get the story out, and mm-hmm. you know build a career out of this thing and then just chasing pussy and doing drugs. And it, it really helped us because our big brothers in the industry was a band called 10 years. Then mm-hmm. all those guys were, well, the bass player was a little bit of a shady fuck, but the singer, you know, the guitar player, they were all straight up hardworking Southern boys that just wanted to make records and go on tour. So there wasn't drugs and screwing around and being assholes. So, I mean, you need a little bit of both. I mean, the whole the whole, so so if you're not going to be famous, that's one thing. Most comics and musicians don't get famous. We just work to get the consistency. The cons the cons 
consistency of work is the important thing. So if you're always uh, on the road uh, or making albums or, or sitting in session as musicians do, you know, you could sit in session and nobody knows who you are, but you're the guy they call when they need somebody in, in the studio. It's the same thing with comics. If they need somebody to write for something, hopefully they'll call me or I'll just go out and perform. And But at the same time, yeah, I like drinking. I like having, I like partying with people at the end of the show. Sure. It's, it's the whole point. What it's the whole point of of doing it and not working nine to five and having your boss have a fucking panic attack in front of the rest of the people, <laughs> right? And you got to go. All you're thinking about is like the, you know, the next time you get to be on the road and and you have to babysit this fifty five year old, you know, man child. Yeah, and I think and it's a matter hand. of um, also. Cocaine's a rich man's habit, and we weren't rich. There was a whole lot of not doing drugs. So you would have been stuck with meth? <laughs> we would have been stuck with meth and no trailer because we'd have pawned it somewhere in Illinois. Like, <laughs> or, you don't, or you don't do drugs. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, we just... There's also that We option. just didn't do it. None of us. We were all... Smoke some weed, you're fine. Bingo. Drink some oh, beer, you're fine. Yeah, have a couple beers, get to the next town. I've never felt more a more of a sense of purpose than when I was touring. 15 hours on the road. Uh-oh, sound checks at 2 o'clock. It's... 9.30 right now. We got to go, boys. Like, Well, that's that's what we're doing this year. Yep. Me and Pat, we just want to hit the road <clears throat> and go on tour. It's it's Again, it's what's stopping you? What's stopping you from just doing it? You know how to play. Get a band together. Yep. Put them together, hit the row ad. So I think... Trevor, is, Trevor already looks like a bus driver, so... <laughs> Put him, hey, put him in the front. I'll have you know, I make more in music royalties than this gentleman. That's does, so true. So this is so awesome. Oh, that was so and I, hilarious. And I'm not even active in playing music anymore. I just, I just sit back over the jingle. No, no, I wish. No, I did a, I did this uh, really weird. Um, I did a metal opera based on the epic poem Beowulf back in 2016. And I, mm. once a quarter, I get a check for, well, it's a direct deposit nowadays, but um, anywhere between like 10 and 20 bucks on average. Dang. And I told him and he's like, I'm getting like three. And I'm like, <laughs> sorry, homie. I yeah. don't know what I want to check that out after. Is it on YouTube? Uh, to be honest, I stopped paying for distribution, so I don't even know where it lives anymore. Um, well, who was it for? Can you tell me? What's that? And who, who 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 did you do it for? I I did it on my own. I self produced oh, so it. Your, so, okay. Yeah, it's got to be. It's it's got to be in the. It's ether. um. It's got to be on the internet. I think somewhere. if I recall, because I, I just kind of glanced at the royalty statements. It's um. I want to say somehow it's on YouTube Music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forget <laughs> what the other. Mm-hmm. I forget what the mm-hmm. other music service is that's streaming it. Again, it's I'm like, going to say holy one more shit. thing. You you guys do look like the two finalists <laughs> from Forged of Fire. <laughs> like you guys look like you guys look like your 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 blacksmith. <laughs> Reality show contestants. <laughs> Chubby Skywalker. Uh, never gonna live that down. I can see you like putting on a tunic and doing an old English. Like, did you do it in old English or did you do it? No, it was it was a modern translation. But I that oh, was, I, I'm such a queer for that. I love that. See stuff. all that it, like old English Anglo-Saxon. Well, stuff. I, so I, cool. I had to be careful with that though because. There are some translations are still copyrighted, <clears throat> so I couldn't lift directly from like the my the 
easiest to read translation, of course, is still co- on copyright. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> so well, I had to, cool. you know. Right. So he just, he, uh, he paraphrased. And I remember the one of the choruses just like, I have an ear infection. <laughs> <laughs> and the motherfucker's so loud next door. Is that Grendel? Yeah. Grendel being angry. Uh-huh. <laughs> I kid, I kid. That's so cool. Uh, that would, uh, <clears throat> good stuff. I mean, it's, it's cool that you guys have that, you know, it's something, being a musician, but being an artist, it's something that you you love so much like people don't love their work Mm -mm. most people go to go to work every day and they're so miserable and the only thing they have to look forward to are those two days off where they just do what everybody tells them to do which is like get fat go to the cheesecake factory (laughs) eat bad food for two days you know it's like i earned it this is my this is my little treat for the week because i I suffer all week But it's like doesn't have to life doesn't have to be that way. Sure, you make shit money. Sure, it's you know it's not glamorous, and it's and you know you know most green rooms are are you know the the the, the kitchen of the restaurant. Hepatitis. Right. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, there's something. There's an amazing trade off that people that people don't know about when you're on the road and. You're just in a different town, and you and you do a great job that night. Like, just say you kill that whatever you're doing. You yep. just you play a great set, or you have a great set as a comic. You you've made that fucking weekend for that person. It was either go see you or go bowling. Mm-hmm. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I do. And they they chose to see yeah. you, and they were like, "This this was great." Yeah. When are you guys coming back? You know, and it's like, so you're a gypsy. It's like so you're mysterious. Mm-hmm. It's like, sorry, I gotta go. You know, yep. I'm going back, going out to the next town. It's like people don't, it, they're scared. They're scared of that lifestyle. They don't want to take that risk. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's so much easier to go for that 401k and to look like, well, when I'm 60, I'm not going to be able to, you know, do anything. But it's like, <laughs> you don't know that. I know. Look at Ozzy. You know, he's like 160 and he's still doing it. Don Rickles was 90,000 years old before he That's died. Right, yeah. He was still touring. <clears throat> Yeah, he was as old as one Pluto revolution. <laughs> but look at the guys. But look at, I mean, most bands stop because they, they break up. It's not because they can't tour anymore. Yeah. They can't do stuff. I mean, you know, the Rolling Stones. I mean, look at those guys. It's great. It's great. You guys are you guys are still young. What are you, like in your early 40s, mid 40s? Yeah, 45 plus shipping and handling. Yeah. Fuck no. <laughs> no COD. No, no, can't do that. No COD. No, that's DOA. <laughs> those old commercials where you'd have to buy the whole. They'd try to get you to buy all those oh, CDs. CD. That was my first record deal. Nine CDs for ninety nine cents. <laughs> the Columbia. Yeah, records. from Columbia Records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my first record deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they bought 99-year CDs for a penny. Yeah, nine CDs for 99 cents. I remember what mine were, too. It was like Prince. Um, You're going to go through all 99? <clears throat> no, I only got nine oh. for a dollar. <laughs> nine CDs yeah, nine for CDs for a dollar. I, I thought it was 99 CDs for a penny. No, I wish. That would have been amazing. The there was a that. deal for a while with a penny. There was a penny, yeah. <clears throat> I don't remember what, what it was, but... But I do remember the first CDs. I got Eric Clapton's Journeyman. Um, 
Jesus Jones Doubt. There was um, we're, gonna, we're gonna list them all. Midnight, yeah, <laughs> fuck it, why not? Right? What are you? Where you gotta go? Midnight Oils first record. Um, Midnight Oil. Wow. Yeah, with beds are burning. Um, let's see. Then there was. Did I say Full Moon Fever? No. Tom Petty's Full Moon Fever. Um, da, da, da. George Harrison's um, When We Was Fab record. The Traveling Wilburys. Goddamn. Uh, oh, Traveling Wilburys. Yep, their first record. Holy shit. Let's see what else was there. there was something else. Oh, a Phil Collins record, No Jacket Required. Oh, great album. Mm-hmm. One of the one of his one of his best. I had a Beatles record. It was a Hard Day's Night. It was the double one with the red and the or the best of, so the red and the blue. So it's like the double disc. And I think what was number nine? I already said Prince and the Revolution. Yep. So then it had to have been let's see. I said Jesus Jones, yep. right? Yeah. Okay. Um oh it was Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty, the one that they did with uh her solo record was Stop Dragging My Heart Around. All right. Still have all those CDs. <laughs> First, I I heard Stop Dragging My Car Around before I heard Stop Dragging My Heart right? Around by Weird Al. When I, was, when I was a kid, one of my first albums was Weird Al Yankovic, the, the original. I just I, I kind of worked backwards from, from Weird Al Yankovic parodies to, like, the real songs. Like, so every time I hear, you know, Beat it. I'm like, oh, yeah, eat, it, eat, eat it. it. Yeah. Some yeah. crazy woman screamed out, play Nirvana at our show last weekend. I'm playing a cover band. We make money on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Play Nirvana. I was like, do it. I just started playing it, and the drummer bass player sort of followed along, and I sang the whole Weird Al ver- version of Teen Spirit <laughs> That's great. instead of the real one because I went to sing the real one. And the only thing that came out was Weird Al lyrics. <laughs> I was like, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> whoops. They're not that different. No, they but they're way more memorable. Yeah. <laughs> the singer looked at me. He's like, it's hard to nargle, bargle, like, in my mouth. <laughs> A garage band from Seattle. Beats raising cattle. cattle. <laughs> Dude, f- my first album was 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 The Wall. I just remember getting that one. It was a double CD. That was like the first album I owned. I mean, my first CD I owned. The t- cassette tapes were. Yeah, I had a ton of cassettes before that, but my first CDs. My, my, my uncle worked for Island Records. He was a music producer when I was a kid, so he got like all the like the new like if Anthrax came out with a new album, like I got the first Ant. I know I got to hear it first, and then Island Record kind of just went down. Yeah. Cause and all of a sudden, Matthew Sweet was the big. I'm like, I don't want to hear the hell is that? To Matthew Sweet. That's so funny you mentioned. I, that's so bizarre. So one of their subsidiaries was the Orchard. It was the Island Records, mm-hmm. and it was a subsidiary. That was our first actual deal. Was for the Power Wagon oh, album, wow. Let Go. What was your original like? What was your music? What did you guys play? That's always been like hard rock. Like the first band we got to hang out with was Fail. But like what kind? Like Failure. Van Halen. Oh, I wish it was pretty terrible. Like, um, I don't know, man. It was weird rock, and I had my girlfriend singing with us, so it was. It sounded like somebody mangled a Rush cassette. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> he knows. It's like somebody mangled a Rush cassette, and then it was all war- all warbled and weird. 
But okay, yeah, that's a good. See, you're you're a good salesman. <laughs> when you look at your so baby what, pictures, what was your influences? Like, what was the what 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 kind of what kind of sound were you guys at that point? It was Pro- progressive rock, like rush. we really we really I would say we really aspired to do that, but we ended up in the um, avant garde sort of four chord, uh, like failure. That band, um, you know, Nirvana, failure. Um, that kind of stuff, and with these okay. weird like guitar solos that didn't make any sense, and then you mature, and you find a voice, which I did years later, and uh, it would be more hard rock, pro- sort of precursors to what Seven Dust is doing now. Yeah, I would go that route, like Mark Tremonti ish, Seven Dust ish. Yeah, I'll send you all the links. Yeah. They're all on Amazon and YouTube and Spotify and all those places. Okay, but yeah, I'll support you. Yeah, right back at you, brother. We support. We support our fellow artists. Yeah, for sure. But like, I think that was a very good description of the old PIC stuff. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then this guy was my, doing Beowulf. My, yeah, it was years <laughs> later. My brother played drums for us, and he. It was always uh, you had to get the calculator out to figure out where the one was. But I I played with him so much rehearsal I knew that how off tempo he was and it didn't affect me. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I I liked his timing, even though you had to do trigonometry to figure out where the one was when he did a drum right. fill that sounded like he just threw his shit down the stairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but isn't that funny? Like because that's like the same thing with uh, you know, it's those little nuances that make a band sound original. Mm-hmm. Like the way Tony, uh, what's his name, um, Tony, uh, I mean Tony Iommi. Yep. Like the same way he cut his fingers, his fingers were cut off, and he had that weird sound, you know, that original like guitar tinny sound yeah. he had with with his guitar, yep. because he was just it was like the sound of his his fake fingers. Fake fingers, and then they tuned on the string. They tuned lower so that it wouldn't mm-hmm. like the pressure wouldn't jack up his hands so much, and right. that's become the staple for modern metal it's it's pretty sick it's, it's yeah. pretty sick how those little things you don't really think about but those little nuances like your brother not being able to keep tempo yep well and it's funny like, um, you know made you make made you guys sound like a, a rush album that was mangled. yeah a mangled cassette <laughs> well and and like, tony iomi has said he doesn't think that he would have actually gone anywhere with music if his if he kept his fingers <laughs> Because he was like, I really wasn't that original. <laughs> he really didn't have that original sound well, until that happened. Because <clears throat> Ozzy had such an original voice too. It wasn't like he was a good singer. Yeah, he was. He was. Like, he could keep. He was pitch perfect, but he wasn't like melodic. You know, he he had this original sound. Like, and just it's weird. Like when that perfect storm of greatness comes together, and there's like the Beatles. You know, like like like. What were the odds of the Beatles getting together? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, and then what and the then other? and then the, them getting denied and getting told, "No, Mister, you know, sorry, Mister Epstein, I feel like boy bands are out, guitar bands are out," is what he said. Mm. Yeah, right. That rock and roll sound, like that. Yeah, whole... guitar bands are out. We're gonna do something else. Well, I hate to be the Debbie Downer. Oh, we're gonna do commercials and then we're. Uh... Yeah, we can do commercials or we can skip them either way. No, no, do commercials. We'll do commercials, yeah, we'll yeah, do commercials yeah, yeah. and then we'll uh, 
we'll pay our bills and then we'll the sign off. The highlight of my year, guys. We'll do, we'll do, we'll do, we'll do our uh, our little ads and then we'll um, get some plugs and we'll uh, take off. So yeah, we'll wrap it up. Um, we'll wrap it up. Don't go away. Here's a word from our sponsors. So on my way over here, my brakes made an awful noise. Nice. And the last time I got them done, it was so expensive. You should go to EXO Auto Works. They did a great job on mine and it was way cheaper than anywhere else I've been. That sounds great. I need to get their number from you. At EXO Auto Works, we offer the best price on brake service in town. We include brand new brake pads, rotors, and hardware, which saves you money and gets you on the road faster. See our website for a full list of our services. Call EXO Auto Works today. Stop destroying your beard. Let me explain. A little while back, I thought I was properly taking care of my beard. Turns out, I was destroying it. Dry, brittle, hair falling out. My girlfriend hated it. He was worse than a dog without the cute puppy breath. So then, she ordered the beard struggle. Game changer. Natural ingredients, awesome packaging, and it smells phenomenal. You smell sexy. Thank you. Oils bombs they have beard growth accelerators in addition to the new carbon x three-in-one heated beard brush straightener and volumizer along with washes and conditioners stop destroying your beard order the beard struggle i have something you can destroy order online now from the beardstruggle.com Use the code TLANE15 for 15% off your order. Good job, Trevor. Thank you. Who were those? What was that first commercial? It's a, the two girls. That's the host of our, or the, where we have our shop at EXO Auto Works. We're upstairs in their, uh, in their premium oh, shop. Oh, cool. Yeah, they're. That's cool. That's cool. <clears throat> they've been, uh, very kind to us. It was funny. I figured out too that uh, the okay, so they worked on my car a while back. Came in two hundred dollars under budget because they actually did what actually needed to be done. And I thought, well, you know, a guy hooked me up because it was me, right? Well, I came to pick it up and pay for it. The guy that was working here is like, "Oh shit, that's your car, bro! From oh, from Mantles!" Like he had, <laughs> they had no idea it was mine. Like I was like, "Yep, legit people here." They didn't even tell the dude that. We didn't get special treatment. We got everybody treatment. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <clears throat> well, uh, that's when you know there's so there's there's that little diamond in the rough. Those little auto places that that really do give you a fair deal. Mm-hmm. And speaking of fair deals, uh, I f- I totally forgot last week to mention that EXO is now offering alignments. They got the machine set up. Yep. It's eighty bucks, which is a really good deal for an alignment. Yeah, so. it is. I'm gonna be the first one. Get my. Uh, Get my ass aligned on that machine. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Anthony, plug whatever you want to plug, my friend. Um, where can people find you? Where they, can they see you live if you're doing shows? Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah. So just go to at late again with Zen on Twitter, and I have a GoFundMe page up. I don't do Patreons or commercials like some fancy podcasts. Uh, you know, I have to, um, I, I rely on the kindness of strangers like Blanche Dubois. <laughs> so you can go to my GoFundMe link 
and you can donate a dollar. I don't give a shit. A dollar, ten dollars, whatever you want to donate. It just goes towards another episode. It's like PBS. Be the Helena Rubinstein Foundation for my show. <laughs> Without all that Jew shit. Whoa. <laughs> Uh, you know, I always do that, That's and funny. it never works. It's never a good <laughs> one. Uh, uh, I got to keep taking that out. Um, and at the Zen Comic on Twitter, uh, you can go to my YouTube page. Everything is on my Instagram, at the Zen Comic, at the Zen Comic on Twitter, and at Late Again with Zen. I will be uh, from March 10th. To the 12th, I will be in Rochester at Comedy on the Carlson with uh, headliner and one of my favorite people, Shuli Edgar from the Howard Stern Show. He is an amazing comic, and uh, it's always going to be a great show when he's headlining. I love doing the road with him. And then uh, Laugh It Up Comedy Club in Poughkeepsie, New York. I'm always there. They always have great shows. Go to laughitup.net. Check out the headliners for the next few months. And uh, I will be there headlining hopefully in April. And Dogfuckers, D-O-G-F-C-K-R-S. It's a new show with Pat Dixon. Go to his Locals page. You can get all of his stuff. New York Crime Report. Uh, I'm on that too. New York City Crime Report on Compound Media. And I will also be on the 31st of August for Compound Media fans. I will be on the Anthony Cumia show, uh, making another uh, appearance there with the master himself, Anthony Cumia. And uh, thank you guys so much. Well, thank you, man. Uh, Speaking of locals, our Making a Marriage Last, where we talk about something that we know nothing about, is now available on our locals page uh we're also pleased to announce that we're offering audio subscriptions on anchor and it's only 99 cents a month so if you want video do the locals it's three bucks a month if you want you know if that's a little too rich for your blood 99 cents a month you can get audio the same stuff we're going to put the exact same stuff out it'll just be audio only and that's over at anchor.fm slash man dash tools dash podcast i wish that URL was a little less cumbersome um, slash subscribe. Um, and of course, thanks to all our sponsors, the XO auto works and harmonic studios crafts by Carolyn lane and the beard struggle. Um, I think next week for our locals page, we're going to be doing man tools at the movies with Beowulf spelled B a E where she's a chick uh-huh. Beowulf. I get it. Yeah. yeah. We're going to, we're going to see how that Beowulf. goes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. B- oh, B A E. Yeah. Like Bay. I think. I thought you meant like Bay. I, see, I'm not. I smart. know. I I'm not up to date on. I thought I just went right to Baywatch. <laughs> I'm like, oh, like Baywatch. Yeah. But no, Baywolf. That makes yeah. way more sense. B A E. So, uh, yeah, feminist Baywolf. Yeah. Let's see All how right. that pans out. Um, <laughs> it was either that or watch the feminist Ghostbusters, and that's just not gonna happen. <laughs> You know what I like about your podcast, guys, is that you guys downplay your your podcast like, ah, whatever, this old thing. <laughs> and meanwhile, like, I had to make an appointment to be on the show. Like, I had to fill out a form. Yeah, you did. I, I've never done that for any other podcast. Like, I go to I go to major networks to do their shows, 
and they're like, "Oh, just shoot me a text." You get <laughs> well, they have whatever day you want. Like here, you guys are like, Louis J. Gomez you know, doesn't have you sign a release. Yeah, you perform right. What you know? I like that. I just think that's what that's what men do. Men are men, you guys. See, this is why we run things. No, I'll, this is why we're still in. I charge. will tell you where the uh, where the um, form came from. Fucking figuring out time zones. Yeah. So I needed something where it's like, pick the time that works for you. And then it just does the work to tell me, oh, that's, you know, or tell them, I guess, when they're scheduling, this is what time it is for you. So there's no like, oh, I thought it was two hours later or two hours earlier. And it uh, it alleviated that problem. We we learned that lesson when I was in college and Stephen Harris called the radio (laughs) station 12 hours early and got me instead of the daytime guy. And I didn't know who Iron Maiden was at the time. Not really, anyway. Another fun story for another time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, yeah, thanks to everybody for watching. Of course, check us out on the web at mantoolsmedia.com. You can get all our socials at links with two eyes dot co slash mantoolsmedia. And please rate this podcast at ratethispodcast.com slash mantoolsmedia. Uh, it gives you a couple options, iTunes and Spotify. I forget what else, but yeah, just you know, get our YouTube back up so we can get a URL stars. that doesn't suck anymore because we right. got canceled off YouTube. So <laughs> that and check out Anthony stuff. I just uh, followed um, late again with Zen on the Twitters, on the Twatters. So now we're linked up. We're gonna link up later and hopefully see you in Colorado. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, I would, I would definitely love to come out there. Yeah, that'd be super. And we'll fun. do a live show when I'm down there. I'll come down to the to the garage. Yeah. Yep, come <laughs> yeah, on down to the yeah. shop. Okay, I'll hold the I'll hold the flashlight like I did with my dad. And I'll I'll, I'll stare you disappointingly because you're not shining in the right spot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, were you there? Because yeah, that sounds exactly like what happened. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that happened to all of us at one point. <laughs> Thanks. Was your nickname faggot? Too? <laughs> no, I just remember mine was Bud. <clears throat> Listen, Bud. And then I was like, oh, I'm in deep shit now. Yeah, he, he told you to take a yeah, walk. Out the, door. out the door. Out the door. Come on, Bud. <laughs> take a knee. Take All a right, knee. Man. Uh, thank you again so much, Anthony. And, oh, my uh, pleasure. We'll see you guys next week. Next week. All right. Good night, everybody. Stop the hacks. Stop the attacks. Stop the attacks and start taking your IT career to the next level. The Masters in Cybersecurity from Stevenson University Online can keep you one step ahead of the criminals and one step ahead in career advancement. Complete your online degree in as little as 18 months with convenient and affordable classes. Stevenson University Online, your partner for professional success. Visit stevenson.edu slash cyberwar.